0: Welcome, welcome, welcome! Glad you are here. Glad you could make it. Thanks for being here on another Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. This is when we do this. I am Dan, your friendly fishmonger from Dan'sFish.com. Just checking some volume levels here. I think we're good. I'll crank it just a little bit. Yeah, is that? Oh wait, hang on. Wrong, wrong one. There we go. I think that's about right. Um. One of my pet peeves when I try to watch YouTube videos and listen to podcasts is just when the volume's so low, it's like, man, I can't hear that. Um, So I've got a special one for you today. I think this one's going to be really fun. Um, I'll do the typical little brief update on what's been going on here. For those that are about to ask, yes, I know my fingers are all like, my hands are all like stained black. I've been painting aquariums today and I use a, a black flat oil-based Rust-Oleum paint, and it just gets on everything. In fact, that's the reason why this tank behind me, that center brace um, is touching the water. (laughs) It's why it's glowing extra bright tonight. And normally what I would do is I would get in there and clear out the Metala mat, which is the the pre-filter I use. It collects like little plant leaves and, and bigger stuff that I don't want to clog the fines filter. And when that does that, it means the Matala mat's getting a little clogged and it's backing up the water a little bit from flowing through. But the last few days, every time I've thought of it, I've had like chemicals on my fingers. So I can't get in that tank when I have fresh oil paint on my fingers. I don't want to kill all the fish. So I have to wait till tomorrow morning. So if I remember tomorrow morning, I'll do that. If not, I'll start painting or, or messing with PVC solvents and stuff and I won't be able to do it till the next day. So that's kind of why that's like that. The last couple of days I've looked at that and been like, "Ooh, I got to I got to clean those metallo mats. But every time I do it, I can't risk it because I've been dealing with, uh, you know, primer for PVC joints or some kind of paint or solvent or, or something like that. So I, I see that's a problem. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll fix it as we can. So I want to get to a a couple main points for tonight. The first one is that Bob Kaler, Kaler's Aquatics, has reached the 1000 sub mark, even a few more than that. So to celebrate that, Bob generously contacted me and was like, let's do something cool. To celebrate, let's uh, do a giveaway. So Bob is funding uh, three gift certificates for you guys tonight. We'll give away three different ones. They're $100 a piece to dancefish.com. They are good for fish, they are good for shipping. Um, it would be great if you could use them within six months or so, just because it helps my bookkeeping, but I, I think he got a year or so on them. I don't know exactly what the laws are, but they're, they're basically same as cash as far as what you can buy at dancefish.com with those $100 gift certificates. And um, so we're, Bob's doing that to celebrate reaching 1,000 subs. If you haven't seen Bob's stuff, check out Kaler's Aquatics on YouTube. A lot of, um, he's got some really neat fish and really nice, healthy planted tanks. He has some marine stuff. So if you're a salty, he's got you covered there. All around good guy. And uh, most of his videos are just short little check-ins, which is nice. You don't have to commit a lot of time. So next time you're sitting on the porcelain throne, give it a look-see and uh, give him a sub if you like his stuff. Hey, Chattanooga Ed throwing down a super chat. Thanks, whoop, Bob's the man, I agree. Uh, Before anyone else super chats, um, thank you, Chattanooga, thank you, Ed. I wanna talk about something else. And by the way, um, so hold off on the super chats for just a second. by the way, we're gonna do those drawings at random times. So at three different times tonight, during this live stream, we'll do a random drawing. I don't know when, I haven't pre-planned it, but it's not gonna be like usual when it's the end of the stream, we do a drawing. So, and you do have to be present to win. <laughs> when the, when I draw, you'll have a minute to check in and say, hey, I'm here, yay! And then we'll set up how you, you can email me and claim it and all that stuff. Um, But anyway, before anyone else super chats and thanks again, Ed, I I really appreciate it. I want to talk about another reason I'm doing this stream tonight and um, something that I'm hoping that Bob's generous uh, giveaway that he's, I guess, sponsoring this uh, live stream, I I guess, would technically be sponsored by Kayla's Aquatics. Um, One other reason I'm, I'm hoping that that draws in a lot of people is because I want to help out someone in our community. And I'm sometimes a little hesitant to do this because I don't want to be the channel where you go. And every time you come, I'm like, Hey, we got to give money to somebody, right? I, you can get donor fatigue. So I've done a lot of fundraising. Um, I don't know, for those that don't know, I, I ran the largest theater festival in the state for quite a while. And a lot of that was fundraising. And I've been in the nonprofit arts sector for a long time. And there's something called donor fatigue, which is when if I'm constantly coming to you and saying like, hey, we need money. Hey, we need money. Hey, we need money. Um, You can get tired of it. It's pretty straightforward. And every now and then I do sprinkle in, you know, someone needs help and I'll be like, hey, this person needs help. Let's help them. I don't want to be the channel that's always doing that, but there's someone really special who needs a lot of help right now. So I, I would like to turn this into a kind of a fundraising drive for that person, which is why I said, hold off on the super chats for a moment. If you super chat, I'll give all the super chats for tonight's live stream to this person I'm about to tell you about, but I'd rather you didn't because YouTube takes 30% of that. And um, I want this person to get the most money possible. So instead of super chatting, um, there's a GoFundMe set up and you can also send the money directly to my PayPal, Dan at DansFish.com. And if you send it as friends and family, then there's no fee attached. So if you send it through PayPal as friends and family, then I can forward all that money without any cost to this person to help them. I'll I'll say who it is in a second. If you go to their GoFundMe, I I think GoFundMe takes 5%. So if you... Super chat through YouTube. That's great. It's always appreciated. But 30% of that is just automatically eaten by YouTube. And normally, honestly, I'm happy to pay that because YouTube, uh, for all the complaining we hear about, YouTube's a pretty darn fantastic platform. And if you think just a few years ago, we couldn't have done this. You'd have to own NBC or ABC or CBS to do something (laughs) To to have a network, you could just get on and air what you wanted to air out there in any kind of reach, right? Besides some local access channel or something. So just the value of that, I'm happy to give them 30%. But in this case... um, I think it would help this person if they could get as much money as possible. So, I'm ta- I'm talking about Candy overhauls and uh, this might be embarrassing for Candy a little bit to be airing this out um that she needs help and I'm sorry Candy if that's the case but it's coming from a good place. I I want to help you. And the reason I want to help Candy so much is for years now, if if you've been anywhere in this fish fam community for years, Candy has been one of the people that makes this community work. If we didn't have people like her and, and there's others like her I, I all my mods are fantastic but if there weren't people like candy who does what she does um the community would have a hard time struggling forward there's kind of this glue this center line of people like her that bring us all together in a way and keep us together and i think that's invaluable and so Candy does this. She spends hours every day doing this. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think it's, if you average it out, it's several hours every day and she doesn't ever ask for money. And if we calculate, if us as a fish fam calculate, okay, what would that actually cost to hire someone like Candy to do what she does? And I know she works for aquarium co-op and I'll get to why she needs help in a second, but I just want to explain why I'm like, Candy needs help. Yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm on board. Um, if, if we calculated how much it would cost to hire someone like that, it's significant. And she's never asked for any money. If I calculate how much candy has brought to my business just by being a mod and posting my links and, um, and making people aware of me outside of my channel and being active on my Facebook group and things like that, it's a lot of money. And I wish I had the means to give a lot back to her. I'm not in that situation right now. I'm, I'm kind of starting this business. I, I'm not very liquid, um, but this is the, the way I think I can have the most impact. Chattanooga, Ed, five more bucks. Woo! Candy's the coolest girl in the world. What is it? The, uh, the girl with no content? <laughs> so the reason Candy's channel has so many subscribers, even though she has no content, is because we all know how she, how valuable she is, right? So if we could help her out, Um, as you know, her son has been through a long, long battle with cancer. And just as he was getting through his treatments, um, her husband had a heart attack just out of nowhere. So what that means is for the last several months, um, the family's been without her husband's income, right? So if you can imagine you get all these unexpected medical expenses and, and then your husband is, has a heart attack and, and really probably shouldn't be working. Like the doctor needs to clear you to work to say, Hey, you're healthy enough to work. Right. You can imagine the, the financial straits and it's got bad enough that they really need our help. We don't want to see, uh, the overholes family, you know, out on the streets or anything like that. And I don't want to, again, candy, I don't want to embarrass you, but I think that's a real possibility this time. I think that I think that Candy and her family have done everything they can to stretch every dollar and are now at the point where if they don't get some help, there could be some actual real serious ramifications. So, um, especially in Billings, Montana, you can't be out on the streets in Billings, Montana in the winter, it's freaking cold. I know, (laughs) I go there frequently. Um, So that's why I I want to help out. A, they need it and B, they deserve it. So besides the people just listening, um, who might have some money to throw, Again, if you send it as a friends or family gift to Dan at um, DansFish.com, that email address through PayPal, then there's no fees taken out. And I can get her if you donated a hundred. And I'm just saying that because it's a nice, easy number. I don't expect everyone here to have a hundred bucks. But if you donated a hundred, I could give her the full hundred. If you left a hundred dollar super chat, she would only get 70 because I'll send her everything I get. But YouTube's going to take their cut or you can go here. This is her GoFundMe. Um, I'm sure Bob or someone will link it in the, uh, in the chat here, but it's, it's here. Um, so here's the GoFundMe. If you just Google GoFundMe candy overhauls, uh, you'll see it. Um, it's an easy way to give money and, um, and only, I think 5% will be taken as a service fee. So, so that's for you guys listening. But I also want to call out the other channels. If you're a channel who has benefited from Candy and she's not your employee, think about how much she's given you, especially if you're a larger channel and you actually make some real income from this stuff. And Candy's one of your mods. Think about how much she's done for you and how little she's asked. And I think we all owe her. So if you're in a position where you can help her out, please think about doing it. If you're a channel that has benefited from her, it's her time now. She needs our help. So I don't want to like guilt anyone or shame anyone, but it's that time, right? She's given you so much. So that's a long spiel I know and concurrent viewers are probably going to drop because I went on it so long. But there's few people that hold this community together like candy overhauls and i'm not just talking about my channel i'm talking about the entire kind of fish fam fish tube world and through just medical emergencies and and had luck medically um, they're in they really need our help right now okay so so anyway I don't want to harp on that forever. It's been uh, 14 minutes and that's about all I've talked about. And I, I I get that there's fatigue on that, but yeah. Now I also realized that sometimes the easiest thing to do is throw a super chat in like to ask an audience member to go get on a GoFundMe platform or go to PayPal and send something Dan at dancefish.com through PayPal. That's uh, there's a lot of friction there. So if you want to leave a super chat now that you've heard the whole spiel, go ahead. 100% of the super chats that I get today, uh, what I receive of that will go to her family to go to candy and her family. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to hear you to hear that whole spiel so that if you were going to super chat, you might consider instead doing a friends and family gift through PayPal. So there's no fees taken. All right. So that's that. Um, Bentley. I tried not to make candy a mod. Her powers are so strong. She made herself a mod fear <laughs> the power of candy. Yeah. I was hesitant too, just because, um, I, you know, I, would seen how busy she was helping other channels and in Facebook groups and all kinds of things, very, very active. And I didn't want to burden her. Um, but, I, I I know Candy and her family outside of this. I live close enough that I actually see them somewhat frequently. And so um, it was also a little weird not to ask her. So thank you, Candy, for all you do. Thanks to my other mods as well. But, but tonight's about helping Candy because, uh, again, she really needs it. I don't want to go into you know, super detail except for to say that now's the time. Like, it's serious. They need help now. So, okay. Sorry, Candy, if that embarrasses you. I know it's no fun having your, uh, you know, personal stuff like that talked about, but, uh, but we're here to help. There's been plenty of times in my life when I needed help. So, uh, you know, I, I get it. I've been there. All right. So that being said, let's go ahead and, um, (laughs) <laughs> so I, I think people are pretty up to date on the progress in the in the fish annex. I, I made a video yesterday that I released that showed kind of where we're at. Today, I painted a lot of aquariums that uh, are now in place. So I painted the backs and the bottoms of them. I've got to flip them and paint the sides. So tomorrow... I'll hopefully finish painting. I finished the air manifold system. It's all hooked up to the pump. The air loop is complete. I finished the water manifold fit system, which is also completely hooked up. And I also made a loop that will help equalize pressure. So I built it like a water, like an air manifold, basically. Um, things are going along well there. I did get some surprise, I don't know if they're surprises, but some packages from Amazon today. So I thought it might be fun to see what they are. Here's the first one. Test strips. I like these Tetra six in one test strips. Um, Bob Steenfot, if you don't follow Bob, he alerts you to good deals. This was a great deal. These are usually I think around 20 to 25 bucks a bottle and they were 13 bucks. So I jumped on that. I also got an ammonia test strip um geez how do we hide so the camera sees the test strip and not me anyway that's an ammonia test strip thing there's 100 strips in each one i like to cut them in half lengthwise so i get 200 out of each bottle because i'm cheap like that let's see what the next one is let's see can i do a quick open on this these are so hard oh yeah got it Oh, okay. So this is a lens set. Um, it comes with some macro lenses and things. And this is supposed to clip right on your phone. Thank you, Jimmy Swiskey, for the idea. He did a video a while ago on how to improve your shots for cheap. So some of these are macro lenses. And my hope is that it'll help. Um, Get some better pictures and video with my cell phone when I use my cell phone. I also have plans to get uh, a much better camera in the very new f- near future to help with better pictures and videos. Because, let's face it, the thumbnails at dancefish.com suck. And then there's this big one. What is this? I think I know what it is because I kind of felt it shake in there. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, copper safe! um this is the only medicine i found that's uh, really effective against velvet and killifish and bettas are prone to velvet and i plan to bring in a bunch of killifish and bettas so i wanted a gallon of that something i'm trying to find right now is fritz mardell quick cure their ick medicine i like it a lot it's got a big error that chat disconnected and then my screen went dark Hopefully, it says stream is healthy. Okay, I think we're back. Sorry, guys. And chat, I need to put in again. You know, ever since YouTube um, foisted this new studio upon us, it seems like every week there is an issue with this. Can okay, we pop out chat again? Okay, sorry almost back. Okay, now we're good. And when it goes, it doesn't just like buffer for a little bit. It Like the whole thing crashes and I can no longer see chat. And uh, sometimes my entire screen just goes dark. Sorry, everybody. Nope. That was that was on my end or all our ends. That happened uh, poke tile craft 101 uh, for me as well. So it's probably on my end. Not sure why, but internet just said Bye-bye. Or YouTube said bye-bye for a little bit. Okay. So and we're down to 129. Okay. People are coming back. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I need to tell you how to enter the drawing for today. I have not done that. I totally forgot. Um, So if you type in GoBobGo, hashtag GoBobGo, That is our keyword for tonight. So if you do that, you'll be entered to win a $100 gift certificate. We'll give three out tonight for a total of 300 bucks. And yeah, you know, you can't win twice tonight, but got a pretty good chance with three tries. So go, Bob, go. Hashtag go, Bob, go is how you enter the contest tonight. Sorry it took me so long to remember to do that. But I was, uh, my, my main focus tonight was to, to try to help Candy out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll do the first drawing in just a little bit here. And then, um, <laughs> Hillbilly Nomad, Dan's just a buff guy. Yeah. <laughs> if only that were the case. Although I will say this, I'm getting buffer. If you need a good exercise plan, just build yourself a fish room. Like yesterday, I literally had I don't know how many tanks, 56 tanks, something like that, over 50 aquariums that I had to take off the pallets, carry down my driveway and line up in a row so I could drill them all and then I had to pick them all back up and carry them into the fish room and put them on the racks. So, talk about a lot of squats. Like And by the end of the day, I was so tired, but it was kind of awesome. I got that kind of exercisers endorphin thing going on. You know, it felt good. So, yeah. All right. People are doing Go Bob Go for the hashtag. Awesome. Glad to see people jumping in there. All right. So we'll give folks a few minutes to kind of catch up after all the tech shenanigans there. Excellent connection, it says. So we should be good. And, uh, oh, while we're waiting for that, one more thing before we do the drawing. I had a question about drilling tanks. The question was, and I thought I'd answer this on the live stream. um, Why don't we drill here in the middle of the tank? Why do I drill up in the corners? And the thought was, that if I put it in the middle, then I could put a uh, pipe stand in there and turn a valve and just drain the tank halfway. And I actually used to do that, although I didn't drill the hole in the middle. So the reason I have it up in the corner instead is a couple reasons. First off, I just don't like pipes in the tank because then my net catches on them, the fish can go hide behind them and stuff like that. So I like just a bulkhead up in the corner, kind of as little space. When you're catching fish all the time, like I am, um, you don't want to give yourself a bunch of obstacles to have to work around. But the other reason is this. If you drill in the middle of the tank, this is a very weak point in the aquarium. It's as far away as you can get from the sides, right in the bottom, which are all kind of helping the glass be stable. In fact, if you push on this, you can actually literally see the glass bend right there. It's a very weak point. So. When you are drilling a tank and you have it in the middle on the side, that's the worst place to drill if you're not wanting to crack your tanks because there's a lot of give. So you'll press down on the drill to try to drill your hole for your bulkhead. That'll make the glass kind of bow a little bit. And it's really can be thin glass, especially on these little five and a half gallons. But this is true of all aquariums. This is the weakest spot. It'll bow a bit. And then when the drill is about to to break through, it'll snap back up the moment the drill is complete. And that snapping action often cracks your aquarium. So if you do it up in the corner, it's a much stronger spot because it's bolstered by the side that it is glued to, that it's attached to. If you do it on the bottom on a corner, that's the strongest spot because it's it's bolstered on all four sides, it's got that support. So, so, A, I just don't want pipes in the tank, but B, it's just a lot harder to drill tanks in the middle without cracking them. Now, if you're doing a very large tank um, with thick, thick glass, then it's less of an issue, but I've still broken my fair share of large aquariums, 75 gallons and stuff. So I thought that would be a better to answer it here, than it would be to type all that out in a comment. Okay, let's do the first giveaway. Um, Thanks again to Kayler's Aquatics for doing that and doing it here, makes it fun for me and I I appreciate uh, the the commerce, (laughs) buying gift certificates, that's great. So the first winner, we've got 115 eligible users, will be, let's make sure, okay good, we've got a mod in there, so it's working for mods too. Drum roll! Ty Hunsicker, Ty, you have won a hundred bucks, hundred dollar gift certificate from Kaler's Aquatics. Uh, gift certificate for my store, Dancefish.com. Now I'm about to get some really cool fish in. This, these first uh, imports are looking pretty amazing. So. Um, you know, don't feel like you have to use it this week. You can wait till the new stuff comes in. If you want, that's perfectly fine. But, uh, Ty let's, there he is. Woo. Wow. All right. Ty Hunsicker's in Ty, if you'd send me an email, Dan at dancefish.com, just saying, here's my first and last name. Um, here's my mailing address. And, uh, yes, I accept this gift certificate. Then we'll be all square and I'll, I'll probably actually email it out instead of mail out a hard copy. But, um, I can communicate with you further from that point. So awesome. Awesome, awesome. Couldn't think of a nicer guy to get it. I've met Ty in person. He came out and toured my fish room and stuff, and it was a good time. Hope to see you again sometime. Um, all right. Let me get to the questions and comments, and I am I, – oh, I was in live chat. When we had that fiasco, it put me back in top chat. I'm going to scroll up as far as I can, which ain't too far, and start with the first question or comment i see if i'm skipping yours it's just because um chat has jumped and it won't let me get back up to see it so just post it again please um now that we're starting to get into the chat all right skippers aquariums if you have any questions tonight for dan make sure you type at dan's fish so it highlights for me yes thank you i appreciate that and good to see you again skippers missed you last week all right Oh, man, I I missed most of the questions and comments. They were kind of piling up and then it jumped. So we lost them all. So if you have a question or comment, chime in because right now I'm like treading water because everything that was listed is is gone now. Troy VSC, thanks for answering my question. I meant halfway down the side directly below the point where you drilled the current hole. Oh, okay. So that would be a little bit better, Troy, Um, since it's closer to the side. That wouldn't be quite as bad. So if that's somewhere you want to drill, that's that's not too bad. Um, me personally, I just don't want a pipe going up. I've got all my almost all my thirty gallon um, breeder aquariums that I use for quarantine now have a hole on the side close to the bottom, and then a stand pipe going up for water level. And every time I go in there to catch the fish, they all just go whoop, right up behind that that pipe, and they make it hard to catch. It makes it pretty hard to catch them. Cichlids 23, I tested a tank where I thought the pH should be like 7.5, and then I noticed the test kit expired in 1219. Would it be that far off? I have no idea, Cichlids 23. There's so many different test kits and so many different uh, methods and companies have different you know tolerances for error and stuff. I don't know. I wouldn't. Well, 1219, like just last month? You're talking like a month ago? If it hadn't been opened for a while, if it was still kind of like in the package, um, I'd probably use it. But if it had been opened and the reagents and things had been, or the test strips had been exposed to air or anything like that, if the seal had been broken, then it might be time just to, just to get a new one. But just a few weeks ago, you know, it's not like the date hits and it suddenly turns on you. It's this gradual process. So probably be okay. Of course, I don't want to, say that and then have you use it and it's not okay. And you have a disaster because of that. But um, I would use it if it hadn't previously been opened. Poke Tilecraft 101 do you know of any disease that turns a shrimp purple? No, that's a new one for me. Um, I don't know tons and tons about Neocaridina shrimp, but uh, of all the diseases that they have that I am familiar with, never heard of one that turns them purple. Does anyone here know? If you know the answer to that, let's uh, chime up and help poke Tile Craft 101 out. Recons Aquariums was just wondering if a winner of a giveaway can donate the winnings to Candy. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could give the the gift certificate to Candy. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I I never have a problem with people – Gifting their winning, whether it's this week or any normal week, to someone, as long as that person is in the United States where I can ship to them and that person accepts it. Like, I don't want to just send someone something when they haven't said, yes, I want it, you know? So, as long as they're like, yes, I want it, and they're in the United States where I can mail to, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Nelson Montana's. Montanez probably Nelson Montanez. Why do you use oil-based paint over acrylic or latex? Um, I just find it adheres much better to glass long term. So if you use oil, if you use latex or acrylic, then you can literally like peel off sheets of it. It just doesn't adhere to glass very well uh, compared to the oil. The oil-based paint you put it on, and to get it off, you're gonna have to take a razor blade and really scrape at it a lot. So. I just want something durable. Now, if you want to be able to change it up, then I would definitely use a latex or acrylic-based paint, for sure, because then you can peel it off when you're, I don't like that color, I'm gonna try this color or whatever, but I'm looking for longevity, so it's just more durable. Now, I don't like it as much. It sure is stinky in there, like oil-based paint has some strong fumes, and it smells bad. In fact, you don't even have to go into the annex right now. If you just walk outside, you'll smell it, <laughs> because I did a lot of aquariums. There's a lot of surface area with uh, black paint, rustolium oil-based paint right now drying in the annex. But that's why, Nelson. Skipper's aquariums. The wife and I took the kids to Disney World. Oh, that's awesome, Thomas. I'm so glad to hear that. I hope you made great memories. Never been to Disney World, but when I lived in Los Angeles, been to Disneyland plenty of times. And Universal Studios, man, I got sick of Universal Studios. I literally lived across the street from Universal Studios. I could walk there. And after a while, I was like, oh, man, you guys need to change it up. (laughs) Flower One Stars, can you use houseplants for your aquarium? If so, what kind? So Yes. Right now I have basil growing in my aquariums. So I drill a hole in the top. I have plastic lids, which makes it super easy. Drill a hole in the top, take a long sprig of basil, strip the leaves off the bottom, stick it in there, and it roots out and it makes the fish room smell good. So if you just go and brush your hand across the basil, then it releases this fragrant, fragrant scent and it's awesome. I've had some success with mint as well. I have one basil that's been going for like two and a half years. Basil's not the best because it tends to root and stay for a while and then it kind of peters out. But um, Pothos is the one that most people use, but you can use many any plant that'll just root out in water, you can use. But Pothos, I would say is the most common one. Um, that's kind of a climbing vine type plant that uh, super hardy. And you stick it in your aquarium, it roots out and then grows all over the room and up the rack. And, you know, it can look really nice. It's kind of cool. And it sucks nitrates and ammonia and nitrites up like, like nobody's business. But there's lots of plants that could work. I mean, I suppose there might be some plants that could be toxic to fish, but I haven't encountered them. I'm sure they're out there. But, um, yeah. So hopefully that gets you started. Um Oh, sweet potatoes, another one that's being used a lot right now. Uh, Yeah, almost anything that roots out in water and can kind of thrive like that. The lone aquarist, look into H2O2 baths or formalin. Yeah, formalin is the, when I say formaldehyde, I'm talking about formalin, which is just a form of formaldehyde. And um, the hydrogen peroxide baths, those make me so nervous. It's such a such a volatile chemical. Um, but I'm totally comfortable with formalin and malachite green mixed together. And I know it works and it's been used for forever. In fact, I bought some formalin oh several months ago, planning on using it. But then I realized once I got it, it was the wrong kind. You have to have a stabilized formalin or it'll go bad on you pretty quick. It'll precipitate out. It's there's, So this isn't something where you can just Go without any research and get it. There's a certain kind of process, uh, a mixture of formalin you have to use that's more stable. Otherwise, you could really kill all your fish really fast. So uh, please keep that in mind. Not not all formaldehyde or formalin is, is appropriate for this use. And you can't use it. Most medicines, when they expire, their effectiveness just goes down. But there's a few like formalin. What's the other one? Uh, tetracycline or oxytetracycline. I can't remember which of those, that um, when they expire, they don't just lose their effectiveness. They actually become toxic. So be careful if, if you're thinking of using formaldehyde or formalin. Um, and and you got to protect yourself with that stuff, too. You don't want to get that stuff on your skin. It's, it's a pretty nasty chemical. So don't use these things uh, cavalierly. 44 Mad Guy Fish and More. Hey, Dan, glad to see it's going well for you. It so is. Like, I, man, all we need for world peace is for everyone to like build a fish room or have a few tanks. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. It's, it's kind of nuts. I, I love it. I'm having the time of my life. I'm, uh, you know, I ain't rich, but I sure am happy. And I don't know, I get up every morning excited to do what I do. And that's just, I, I wish that for everyone, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, if you can find a way to get up excited. I mean, every day, sure. There's, I'm a human, right? I have ups and downs, but, um, but pretty much every day I get up and I'm like, man, today's going to be awesome. Anyway, my canister filter on my tank cut out on me. So I had to order a new one. So my question is, what is the best media in your opinion? In my opinion, it's, Okay. So there's two things I think you want to fill, to uh, accomplish in a canister filter. One is mechanical filtration. The other is biological. And I'm going to assume you want to do both. What I like to do is whatever the lead chamber is in your canister filter, I like to pack a bunch of polyfill in there. Um, just filter floss in there. i buy it by the 10 pound box. It's kind of crazy. Um, Put that in the first chamber the water is going to flow through and it'll remove the fines. It'll help polish the water. And then in the rest of it, what I would suggest is a media with a lot of surface area but large pores. So a large sponge, like, I mean, a sponge with a large porosity is great. I like using stuff like that. I like them because they have large surface area but the pores are big enough that they don't clog easily. So if you remove all the fines before it goes to the sponges, you have very little maintenance. This tank behind me has a fluval, um, what is it? It's the FX5, it's an an old one before the FX6 came out. This weir in the corner over here, it goes from the top of the tank to the bottom. It's a weir out in the corner. You can't see it, I guess, because it's black acrylic probably. Um, but it's stuffed with filter floss and the filter floss is so efficient at removing the fines and things that I've checked the canister a few times thinking I got to clean it because filter can, uh, canister filters can get clogged. I've never had to clean it. Um, every time I've taken it apart, it's never been clogged. There was once I took it apart cause it was making a funny noise and realized I had a, I think a leak on a seal or in a hose that was sucking air and making it noisy. But even then, if that hadn't happened, it would have been working just fine. Everything was, was flowing through just great. So remove the fines and then, to do, and then do your biological filtration is what I would suggest. All right, 201 watching. That's awesome. Thanks for being here. For those that don't know, we have given away the first certificate for $100, but there's two more to go. Um, Killer's Aquatics reached 1,000 subs. We're celebrating. Um, Bob is sponsoring this by providing $300 gift certificates to dancefish.com to celebrate his 1,000 subs. Uh, Thanks, Bob. Again, very generous of you. And so there's still $200 to give away, to $100 gift certificates, and we'll give them away uh, random times, kind of. So next one's coming up sometime. The other thing we're doing tonight is we're supporting candy overhauls um, due to uh, major medical issues um, with her son and her husband. She needs some financial help. So anyone that was thinking of giving a super chat tonight or whatever, please donate to Candy instead. She has a GoFundMe, which one of the mods, uh, please post down so new people can see it. Or you can Google GoFundMe Candy Overhauls and you'll find it really easy. Um, Or you can send the money to my PayPal, dan at dancefish.com. Send it as a friends and family if you can. And that way there's no deductions, no, no fees taken out. So we can get Candy as much bang. As much buck, as much buck as possible. (laughs) All right. So that's kind of what we're doing tonight. Besides just chatting and geeking out about fish in fish rooms and uh, yeah, all that. So the lone aquarist, um, how, if you've found, I guess I'm thinking more about the hydrogen peroxide bath. If you've found that successful, can you tell me what concentration you use and also um, what your carbonate hardness is, if you know that number, because that affects uh, how quickly uh, peroxide is oxidized, or it does the oxidizing. Paul, I didn't even recognize you because I watched your live stream earlier today and I thought is actually live now, you have another two days growth of your beard. Yeah, boom just Busy Beard, although I have to tell you, it's been kind of nice to have it just because it's pretty darn cold outside a lot when I'm out there working. And uh, once the beard gets a certain uh, bushiness, <laughs> then uh, it starts kind of helping keep the wind off and stuff. So sorry, ladies. This is this is awesome in the winter. Wish you could have one, too. Maybe one day we'll find a way. Technology will find a way. Fish Keeper Cole, would I be able to breed and raise sparkling garame fry in the same five gallon as the parents or should I get a separate tank for the adults? So you can breed and raise them in with the adults if it's heavily planted and there's lots of hiding places and, and you don't mind the possibility that they might all get eaten. But what can also happen is a few survive. Like if it's really well planted, every now and then one might make it through the gauntlet and... Over time you'll get a few surviving. but if you're trying to raise like an actual big batch of fry, then no, uh, the parents will eat them. As soon as they're free swimming they are free game basically. I love that you're gonna spawn that fish though. they're they're so fun. And they like the males will like croak. they'll make a clicking croaking sound when they're courting the females and stuff really unique little fish they're kind of awesome <clears throat> terrence Blayton. hey terrence good to see you so i threw in live blackworms in my community tank and now my pandagars are mating what yep <laughs> yes <laughs> you found one of the secrets to breeding fish which is lots of food so there's triggers like big water changes and temperature changes and things like that and then there's just lots of food um And many, many species of fish, as soon as you dump a ton of food in there, they think, hey, there's tons of food. Let's do it now because that means the babies will have a lot of food and we have enough food to bulk up and and create the eggs and everything that we need. And so, yeah, lots of food is a trigger. If you've tried everything and nothing works, Terrence is right on the money, throwing a bunch of blackworms or a bunch of scuds or a big a chunk of rapashi or something, something that's going to be in there and they can kind of graze all day long to their heart's content. And oftentimes that'll help. So awesome, Terrence. That's great. I've never bred Pandagar that I know of, and I've definitely never seen anyone raise babies. So I would, I would love to see video or pictures or just hear more about it as time goes on. In fact, if you take pictures and post them on the Get Gills Facebook page, um, I would love that. And the other people there would too. watching fish breed is something we geek out on a lot there. All right. Chat did its jumpy thing, but I think I can get back up to the top here. Scrolling. Yeah, here we are. BDK 1320. Will you be breeding any fish in the new fish room? Oh, that's a good question. So, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll breed in there whether I want them to or not sometimes and some fry will live. But will I like purposely do it? Probably not there. So I'm thinking of doing there, – there's two things I'm, I'm thinking of doing. Um, one is now that I'll have more fish up there, there's a, a small section in this fish room that I have some space in that I, I'm thinking of putting a few tanks up just for breeding. I have the five and a half gallons. I have like 20 of them running, 30 of them total. And the plan was to use the five and a half gallons for breeding. The truth is those tanks mostly sit fallow. There's something about that small size tank. There's something about um, them being on end in things that it's not going to work really well to breed fish in there and be able to video it and document it, which is what I want to do. So I'm thinking of scrapping that and because it's just wasted space right now. I mean, I'll I'll get a spawn and I'll put babies in there occasionally, but like right now I probably have fish in five of the 20 tanks and I never set up the last 10 just because I never utilized the first 20. So, um, I'm thinking of modifying that so it makes more sense and I can document breeding better. And then the other thing I'm thinking of doing is with the three new 75 gallons I got is setting those up kind of as show tanks, tanks that are nice and maybe scaped and planted and things where I can take videos of fish where they really look good. So right now, the videos of the fish, the fish might look great, but they're in a bare black aquarium with a sponge filter pretty much. You know, it's bare bones. And so even though the fish look fantastic, they don't look as good as they would if they were in a nice planted tank or something. So I'm kind of thinking of that, of using those three to make better videos um, and then setting up a separate breeding section where it's not end on, where it's side view and we can actually see stuff better. So I plan on doing more breeding, but it'll probably happen down here and It's a dream because the truth is I don't know exactly how much time everything is going to take until it's up and running. So I could be like, man, I can't even take care of what I have, let alone try to breed more. But breeding is – I'm I'm a passionate hobbyist and the part of the hobby that I'm most passionate about I think – is breeding fish. I just enjoy it so much. And it's been a while since I've been able to do it at any kind of scale. So, um, aquarium maintained by Andy. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Is it wrong to charge more for guppies? I want to keep it my shop. Is it wrong to charge more for guppies. I want to keep it in my shop. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the question is there, but I think you're talking about how to price stuff. And honestly, So the way I price stuff is I look at my actual costs and then I say, what do I have to sell this for to stay in business? And that's the price. Um, So I'm less expensive than some and more expensive than others. And I'm not trying to be the cheapest. I'm trying to be the best. So if I take three months to acclimate a batch of fish and get them healthy to sell, then the cost is often reflected that that often reflects the cost. So I have to charge more for that fish. So, It's not something where I look at the wholesalers list and I'm like, oh, they're charging a dollar for this fish. So I'm going to sell it for three dollars, which is, you know, the the industry standard since the 70s, which is a model that no longer works, but it's kind of the the thing you hear frequently. Um, Instead, what I have to do is be like, okay, that fish costs a dollar, but it costs this much to ship it to me. And it costs this much in medicine. And in quarantine time to get it healthy and stuff, I have to look at the actual cost, the actualized cost of getting that fish here and ready to sell and then say, okay. And and right now the markup I have to make on that fish is is 40%. That's the current business model. And I've got a uh, a few live streams and videos on, um, you know, breeding fish for profit, not just like for, to buy extra food and stuff, but to actually make a living or a good side hustle. Um, i got some, some other information out there on that that kind of goes over these things more in detail. Uh, but I, I've got a pitch where I pitch my business plan to you guys live. And there I talk about all my profits, my margins, my markups, it's all out there. So, um, that's how I do it. So what I would say is you have your guppies. Do you need to charge more? If you need to charge more, because that's what you have to do to stay in business, then charge more. If you don't need to charge more, then, then no. I mean, no. Don't price people out if you, can, if you don't have to, right? But it's about sustainability. What do you need to make to sustain your business? And that's what you should charge. There are some people that put very little into it. They buy the fish and they flip them immediately. There's, I know some retailers whose goal it is to like sell all the fish they get that week and then bring in a new batch. Um, so they can probably charge less because they aren't putting in the, the medicines. Um, they aren't putting in the, the time, the tank space that those fish take. Each tank is real estate. And each real estate has to create a certain amount of profit to justify its existence, each patch of real estate. So you have to figure out what that average is for you to stay in business and then make sure that each, that in aggregate that you're averaging that over each aquarium. So, yep. Okay. Eric M., do pandagars have to be in a group or are they okay by themselves? Okay. So I think... Common knowledge would say, no, they're fine by themselves. You often see them by themselves. But I kind of disagree with that. Yes, they'll live. And I don't know if a fish is happy or not when we think of like content. Does it feel content? Is it fine? You know, does it, is it missing anything? I don't know that we always know how to tell that. But what I do know is that Pandagara like to be in a big mob, the bigger, the better in the wild. They aggregate in these massive groups and they are more active and very personable in things when I have like a hundred or 150 of them together than when I have like three or six together. Now I realize that's not possible for most people. Like most people aren't going to be able to keep a hundred of them. But what I would say is they seem to do fine by themselves. I've seen them by themselves many, many times. But in nature, they're not by themselves. They're typically in massive groups. And once you see the difference of how they act in a big group versus by themselves, you might think, ooh, that really should not be by itself. Maybe it's perfectly happy by itself. I don't have any way of knowing. I just see the behavior difference and try to go with the scenario that seems uh, better. Same with Corydoras. Same with Tetris. Same with many, many fish. I think in general if you have the option of having one species in your tank, but having a lot of them or having six different species in your tank, but only having six each go with one or two species, um, for a lot of fish. Now there are fish that want to be alone and are not social and actually actively fight if they're together. I'm thinking Dario, Dario, you Scarlet Battis, you. Um, but, uh, Almost always you'll see better behavior, better color. They'll dither each other. Um, Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. Tasty fish sauce. Are you planning on setting up an Amazon affiliate store for products, tools you use on your videos? Thanks. I'm not. Um, I, I thought about it very briefly at one point. Here's why I'm not. I think that first off, I I already have everything I can manage. So I just don't have the bandwidth to add that. It could make me a little money, but I can put my efforts in other areas that would be better for the business and for what I'm trying to accomplish than that at the moment. So once I'm done everything else, and that's the thing on the list that's next, and there's nothing that I could do that would be more effective, then I'll seriously consider it. But the other thing is I don't use that much stuff. I I use very little like products. Like I don't have any hang on back filters. My lights are LED shop lights and the cheaper, the better. 4,000 to 5,000 Kelvin. I'm happy. Um, The, um, the filters are just sponge filters and box filters from Gemco. I use pH test strips. I use a few foods. That's about it. The lids, I kind of, don't get through Amazon. I, I, those are made out of polycarbonate twin wall. There's just not that many things I use. So the percentage Amazon pays you for each affiliate purchase, I don't know if it's high enough to justify the time it would take to just do a few things like that. So I mean, it's something that's in the back of my mind, but the very back. Yeah. Now, if I was a channel That used and tested all kinds of lights and filters and, I don't know, KG Tropicals, for example. I'm always seeing John and Lisa talk about a new filter they got or a new – pro. it's product heavy, right? And that's not a criticism. It's just they go over lots of products and talk about lots of different products. And other channels do this as well. Um, Then that makes total sense because they've got this big catalog of products that they could link. But (laughs) – I'm kind of a DIY, more kind of guy. I use very little pre-made stuff. If I can make it and find it cheap, I usually do. All right, it's 7.58. I think it's time to draw another $100 gift certificate to Dan's Fish. Thank you to Kaler's Aquatics for providing those as a celebration of Kaler's Aquatics channel reaching 1,000 subs. If you have not yet got to Kaler's channel, check it out. I like it because it's – first of all, the fish and the tanks are usually pretty darn amazing. But Bob doesn't waste your time. It's usually like a quick little thing. Here's what's going on. Here's something interesting. You're in and you're out. And just listening to Bob Kaler talk relaxes me. He's got that Tennessee accent and he just like – just mellows you out while you're watching. (laughs) You're watching fish, which mellows you out. And then you've got this Tennessee accent mellowing you out further. Yeah, I love watching this stuff. By the way, I'm pretty far behind on most people's videos, but a lot of you, I'm still watching your stuff like on my lunch break or, or whatever, but I often am not commenting just because I'm kind of, my mind's constantly churning about all the million one details I have to do for the business right now. All right, so let's draw the next one. So rolling again and the winner is jess shrimp granny you have won a hundred dollar gift certificate to dance fish courtesy of Kaler's aquatics so if you would chime in here let us know you're here we got a what a what so great jess shrimp granny congrats hundred dollar gift certificate if you would email me dan at dancefish.com give me your first and last name even if i already know it just make it easy for me first and last name In your mailing address, although I'll probably email you this one. But congratulations. That's awesome. Glad you won. Got one more coming up in a bit. Thanks again, Bob. This is fun. And I'm so honored that you uh, reached out and wanted to do this on on this channel. This is great. If anyone else wants to celebrate any milestones, (laughs) let me know. It couldn't be better for me. I'm selling gift certificates um, and I'm able to give away cool stuff. So it's awesome for me. Thank you. Father Fish is here. Hey, Father Fish, loving your stuff. Not commenting a lot, but I, <laughs> I always love it when I see a, a, a thumbnail that says Father Fish is alive and well. <laughs> Rina Mar, happy beats rich every day. Well, the whole point of trying to get rich is hopefully to To be able to not stress about money so much so it's easier to be happy, right? So, yeah, I get you. I think happiness is the goal. Rich might be a step to help get there, but it only solves money problems. That's all being rich does. But, yeah, Rena, I'm living the dream. Like, yeah, there's some stress. There's, like, definitely money constraints and things, but I don't know. I haven't found anything to beat it yet in my 41 years on this planet. Beastart, any plants like (laughs) Aguirre densa? It grows well for me looking for something similar. Um, Beastart, I am such a noob when it comes to plants that I'm not sure. Okay, here's what we're talking about. Oh, is that Anacris? Is that a scientific name for Anacris? Cool. Um, I don't know which plants yet. Probably not Anacris, Um Just because it tends to prefer cooler water. And it's, I'm not the biggest fan of Anacris. It's not that I don't like it, but um, there's other plants I like better. So I'm, I'm not sure yet. I haven't got that far down it. I'm not even sure for sh- I'm not even sure for sure if uh, if that's what I'm doing with those 375 gallons, but, but that's kind of where I'm at today. It goes back and forth. Like I'm thinking of cycling the annex and I've got like, like this. Oh, you can't see it. So see that lava rock? So I've got a bunch of aquariums with a bunch of lava rock in it so that, uh, so that when it's time, I can just take it out and put it in the aquariums in the annex for beneficial bacteria. It's a really cheap, easy way to jumpstart a tank cycle. But I've been going back and forth on how to cycle. Right now, I think, like today, it's like I'm going to get a bunch of, of blackworms. And I'll put like a quarter pound in every tank and uh, leave them there. And after two weeks... They create a lot of waste if you feed them well. After two weeks, I'm pretty sure we'll be, we'll have an algae bloom and we'll be kind of ready to order fish. But then part of me is like, no, don't do that. Order a whole bunch of like white clouds or tetras or something like that. Um, You can cycle the tanks with those, and then you'll have fish to sell when the cycle's over. So I'm I'm going back and forth. I'm leaning towards the black worms just because. What I don't want to do is get a whole bunch of white clouds or something. What if they had an issue suddenly? Now I'm treating and quarantining, and that delays my ability to order fish. Like if they came in with a disease or something, I don't want to introduce that into the new system. So I don't know. I go back and forth though, but I'm, I'm thinking black right now. But the point I'm trying to make with that is my mind is a work in progress and. And every day, my thoughts and goals and, oh, this would be good to do, kind of can can morph a little bit. Uh, 44 Mad Guy Fishing More. Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Kayla's Aquatics, the PayPal, Dan at dancefish.com. Yes, if you'd like to donate to uh, Candy Overhauls and help her family out right now in her time of need, and, and I mean that. That's not hyperbole. Real need right now, guys. If you ever thought of thinking candy in the past or and, and you couldn't or you didn't, this is the time. She needs our help. Um, You can send it through PayPal, Dan at dancefish.com. Send it friends and family, and we won't have any fees taken out, which would be the best for her. If you were thinking of super chatting today, super chats are appreciated. Um, 100% of the super chats will go to candy overhauls that I get today, but there's a 30% fee taken out. So to avoid that, if you can send it to PayPal, there's no fees. If it's friends and family or through the um, GoFundMe for candy overhauls, uh, it's only 5% taken out. So I'm kind of asking uh, super chats. I'm never going to sneer out. And I appreciate those who have super chatted. But if we did it other ways, it, it would get a little more money to candy. Sorry, my throat just did a thing. All right. <clears throat> Eric M., any loaches coming in that shipment? I don't think so. Um, The focus of the first shipment is Nigeria. Not sure there's any loaches there, if I remember right. So trying to get as many cool killifish and kerosens and small door cichlids out of Nigeria as I can find. And then the other focus could change but right now it's indonesia hoping to do something really nice with wild type bettas they're pricey people they're really pricey so i'm i'm trying to negotiate the price down with the supplier um and uh, and find a way to fund that uh just because yeah they just cost a lot of money they're just expensive so So that's the focus, though, right now. Um, And that supplier does sell some loaches, uh, Pakistani, I believe. Is that the yo-yo loach? And something called the green loach, which is one of the tiger loach species. But those are both too aggressive. I I don't want to sell a fish that could become a problem for someone. those are a little too aggressive for your average community tank. So I'm probably not going to get them. Um, They do have yo-yo loaches though, or not yo-yo, I'm sorry, coolie loaches. And I might do that. I really like coolie loaches. But the problem is if you can buy a coolie loach at your local store for a buck versus buy them for me for a buck or a buck 50, depending on what they end up being after quarantine, plus pay the shipping. Like I'm not sure if it's smart to get them or not. So, but nothing, and they do have some Hillstream loaches, but I'm not going to get Hillstream loaches for at least six months, maybe longer, because the tanks need to be really well seasoned before I'm comfortable putting Hillstreams in there. So that's the story on loaches. Um, However, I do have a supplier that does have lots of loaches. So if there's still space after those two shipments, then it's possible I could bring in some. I just kind of have to play the shipments by ear because like I'll order from Nigeria first. <clears throat> I already have that connection. I, and you know, that's already kind of up and running. Um, but the question I always have is, okay, let's say I ordered 10,000 fish. I don't know how many I'm going to get. I might get 5,000. I might get 7,000. I might get 12,000. It's kind of, it's kind of like, a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where Jack says, uh, where it's like they're less rules and more like guidelines that's kind of what it's like when you're importing fish so once i do those imports it just depends as there's still space left um i'll have to wait and see because it's kind of a gamble when you're importing ty hunsicker please donate my certificate to candy ty i will totally do that i think that is super generous of you thank you so much um I'll, I'll communicate with Candy and just make sure she accepts, but I'm sure she will. That's awesome, Ty. Thanks. That's so great of you. Michael Wentworth. Go, Bob, go. Thanks to Dan's Fish and Kayla's Aquatics for the opportunity. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. You know it. And thanks, Michael, for being here. Good to see you. Always good to have Michael around. <coughs> Candy telling Ty to to email me. All right. Yeah, let's make it official, Ty. Uh, If you would send me an email just so everything's official and on record, that would be good. The Lone Aquarist. I've read that Copper Safe. Whoa, geez, it jumped. Sorry. Trying to find you again, The Lone Aquarist. (laughs) Mid read when the chat jumps. That's no good. That ain't no good. All right. Let's see here. Oh. Loan, of course, it won't let me get back up to your uh, comment. Would you post it again? Because I'm curious what you had to say about CopperSafe. Um, always willing to learn. Dolly Vigil, nice beard. Busy beard is bushy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you like it. I've, I've given up like waking up in the morning and been like, maybe I'll shave today. I've just given up. It's not going to happen for a little while. It's too busy. Like I'm, I'm in a sprint to get the annex up enough that I can start those tanks cycling. Like I have to get there. And then once that's done, like I've got to do my taxes. I've got to get my business taxes done by the end of the month. But I keep putting it off because I'm like, I, I got to get this up and cycling. So <laughs> there's stuff I got to do. <laughs> but the beard Ain't happening right now. Too busy. Mile High Plecos. 100 bucks. Mile High, good to see you. Been a while. Been a while. Why are you so far behind in chat? Get your game together. I know. It'll never happen. I'm the tortoise, not the hare. What can I say? Thanks, Mile High. I appreciate the $100 super chat. Uh, I'm donating 100% of that to Candy Overhauls this week to help her and her family out. Just because she could use our help right now. Um, But Mikey Trevor awesome to see you. I don't know if they'll come out, but those plecos you gave me are kind of big and beautiful. They're awesome. Thanks so much. They've grown a lot. Annalie. Hey, Dan. Just wanted to say, hey, I'm on a demo tour in Brazil and can't stay. I've got a team meeting in five minutes. Hashtag Ozone. Annalie, thanks for checking in. I'm kind of honored you did that, even though you're a from Brazil. That's Thanks for thinking of us, even though you're so far away. Hope your trip does well. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Thanks so much. What are you demoing? I don't even know what you do, Annalie, but travel around the world demoing equipment? That sounds pretty cool, if that's what's going on. <laughs> My kids just got home. Like, like when they enter, you know, because it sounds like a herd of elephants upstairs. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Looking for a few more. No way. Mile high. That's very generous as mile high and throws down another hundred bucks. Mike and Trevor. Thanks. That's really going to help candy out. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's very generous of you. Okay. Father Fish, thank you, Dan. It is a joy to be on the Fish family. It really is. We are so lucky with how this got set up. I don't know how it happened that the community got formed back when it was nascent in a way that was supportive and positive. And yeah, we have a little drama every now and then. but um, So I'm not sure who to thank for that. But however that happened, we're really fortunate. I think Corey has a lot to do with it from Aquarium Co-op. Um, I remember like, I don't know, three years ago or so when it kind of got going watching and just his demeanor and intolerance for drama and, and, and support and stuff. I think that, that might have been one of the threads that helped make it what it is. Um, but whoever was involved, however it happened, we're pretty awesome. I don't think there's many communities where you could read a chat like this in a live stream and it would be positive and supportive like this. <laughs> in fact, I know there aren't many communities like that. We're very fortunate. Peplin Creek Aquatics. I would have those box filters running in your old tanks now. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. Um, but then it's just such a pain to take them and move them and stuff. I hear you. I think, though, that the lava rock will do it You know, pretty darn quick. And what I can do is take the sponge filters and the um, um, box filters that are in the current system and move them out too. That can help jumpstart it. So I've got a bunch going that I could take out at any time. And the tanks down here would be fine. There's so many plants and stuff in them that if I just uh, fed less for a couple, three days when I did that, the, the bacteria population would be bounced up pretty quickly. So I hear you though. I did think about it um 50 bucks for mile high just gotta say plecos are better yes (laughs) yes we know (laughs) for some people plecos are a hobby for others plecos are a religion (laughs) the fish tank barn five bucks for candy thank you thank you so much appreciate it mike Okay, Um, Fancy Tail Aquatics. What heat packs are you using since it's very cold out across the U.S.? I'm using the 72-hour heat packs. um, And I'm only shipping overnight. So again, this week, everything arrived alive and in pretty good shape. There was one customer that emailed me and said, everything arrived alive. One of the uh, female endlers, I sent them, Cobra Endlers. One of the females, he was like, she seemed pretty stressed. And um, I basically responded and said, you know, if let me know in a couple days if she's doing okay, if she recovered or if the stress was too much for her. And so far, I haven't heard back. So I'm assuming she's doing well um, and that she'll recover. Sometimes fish, you know, they first come in and they're a little stressed. So, so far, that's working pretty well. So far this year, as far as I know, 100% success getting fish to people alive. And as long as this female... Endler, um, doesn't, you know, recovers and doesn't go down in the next couple days, then, um, then we'll be hundred percent for them staying alive is, as far as I know. So it works pretty well. 72 hour heat pack and overnight. Now in the small box, I put one heat pack in a medium or a large box. I put two and I've tried the 96 hour heat pack. It just doesn't work. Not for me in somehow in a shipping situation, it just it it doesn't burn, it doesn't stay hot. And I've had a lot of trouble with them. Even when I test them, I just take them out and put them out on a table, not in a box. A lot of them never burn. And so I, I just don't trust them. So I'm actually returning all my 96 hour heat packs to uh, TSK supply. <laughs> so 72 hours seems to be the best. I have 40 or 42 hours as well. And when it cools down a bit, I'll start using those in combination with the 72 hour just because they burn at different rates. So it keeps the box a little more consistent temperature wise. But when it's this cold, two seventy-two hours, just in case there's a problem and they get delayed. All right. And It's just the normal uh, Uniheat that you can get at TSK Supply or um, AQPKG or uh, uh, Amazon.com, eBay. Yeah. Ug Aquatics. My LFS got panda loaches and sold me them for eight bucks. It's a good deal. It's a really good deal. I hope they do well for you. Well, it's a good. It's a good deal if they do well for you, right? <laughs> yeah. The eight bucks, that's a great price. Pandagara um, generally are, I, I mean, they're not super expensive, but they're generally more than your average little tetra or something. So, you know, 12 bucks is around what I would normally think a Pandagara would go for. So if you got them for eight, hope they do well. Do you ship to Australia? I do not. I only ship to the United States. Um, yeah. One day might get big enough to where that would make sense but live fish australia all those regulations all that distance i don't see it happening oh let's see here steenfot aquatics five bucks thanks for using me as the hashtag you know it's all about you bob <laughs> <laughs> steenfot will find a way <laughs> to make it about him no <laughs> good to have you here steenfot <laughs> um oh ug aquatics not pandagara the chinese panda loach oh the hillstream species 20 to 30 bucks normally i must i'm sorry i read that wrong that's awesome yeah i mean panda loaches are beautiful they really are great so eight bucks yeah that's a great price that's like that's I would pay that wholesale. So that's awesome. All right, we're at 819. We are getting close to the final draw here. Um so if you have a question or comment you want me to get to, leave it now cuz we're going to wrap it up pretty quick here. We've reached just about the bottom of the chat and it's about time I think to close her out. So um yeah, let me just scroll up make sure I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> Terrence Blaine, Corys are a religion too. I worship my green lasers. Yeah, um, if you haven't followed TM Aquatics, TM Aquatics has some great videos. He's been spawning a lot of the green lasers recently. He's also got some leopard frogs breeding for him and some other stuff. And that guy just makes good videos. He his stuff looks good. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> of how nice his stuff looks. All right. Annaline made it back for a little more. Awesome. Awesome. Glad you made it. Oh yeah. Good point. The Zen ginger, uh, 54 punchy is going to live stream next. I did see the thumbnail for it. I forget the exact time. My guess is probably, uh, it's probably nine o'clock, but uh, Pam, could you set us straight on that? Aquatics, another breeding shirt, experienced breeder on front. On back, Dan's fish logo. Experienced breeder on the front, on back. I could just see me walking around with a shirt that says experienced breeder on it. <laughs> I get some looks. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany White. Is there a tank that is 30 inches long other than the 20 gallon long and the 29 gallon? Well, one of my favorite. Oh, no. 30 inches. It's 36. I was going to say the 40 breeder, but that's 36. It's a good question. I don't know that off the top of my head. Um, kind of thinking, not at least in the Aquion series that I can think of. Not that I know of. Tiffany, does someone else know? Maybe one of the Fluval ones, but I'm not as familiar with their their specs. Wait, there's another one. Kayla's Aquatics, hundred bucks. Love you, Candy. I hit GFM two. Cool. So. Bob, thank you so much for posting that Super Chat and for sending some money on the GoFundMe for candy overhauls. Um, For those just joining, all of the money raised on Super Chats today goes to candy overhauls or you can send it to her GoFundMe. That way less is taken out. 30% is taken out by YouTube for Super Chats. GoFundMe only takes 5%. Or if you want all to go to candy, send it to Dan at Dan's Fish through PayPal through the fe- uh, friends and family option and i will send it on to her thank you bob really appreciate that appreciate you uh sponsoring the live stream with uh all those gift certificates 300 bucks of gift certificates to my store that makes me happy <laughs> it's kind of exciting beast heart breeding setup for fish live breeders and egg layers um ooh. So there's so many different fish that breed so many different ways and have so many different requirements. So let me see if I can burn through this real quick. For me, almost always, we're going to start with a bear tank where the bottom, the back, and the sides have been painted black. That's just so the fish feel secure. And uh, I don't have a lot of light bounce you can get with white paint, right? So a flat black color. Start with that. Sponge filter, maybe a box filter, but sponge filter for sure. Bear tank with a sponge filter. We're starting there. From there, let's go through our different groups. Let's say it's live bearers. Big clump of java moss on the bottom if you got it. And then water sprite on top. If you don't have java moss, don't worry. That water sprite will grow really big and the roots will go down to the bottom for you probably. And just lots of plants. Like half the tank just choked with plants. That's always worked for me. When there's that many plants, even if they're fry eaters, the fry still tend to get away. So for almost all the live bears, that setup will work. It's super, super easy. So take off live bears. Let's go to egg layers. Let's start with uh Let's start with bubble nest builders. For a bubble nest builder, it's a tank like that. And I like some floating water sprite in there, and I like some java moss on, like, say, 25% of the tank, so the female has somewhere to hide. And only, like, three inches of water in the tank. Um, so in that, the sponge filter might not work as well. So just bare tank, water sprite, maybe off in the corner, uh, a uh, air stone that's kind of just a little, little circulation but only a little, little bit. And that's what I like for labyrinth fishes, just for breeding. For long-term I really like a good uh, biological filter, like a sponge filter, but in the breeding setup, uh, I like the water really shallow for them. That way the male doesn't have to dive down so far to pick up the eggs if they're a species where the eggs sink. And even if they're not a species where the eggs sink, when the fry first become wrigglers, It's a lot easier for the uh, male usually to catch the fry and spit them back into the bubble nest if the water is shallow. Okay, let's say it's an anabantoid that is a mouth brooder, in which case you can fill the tank up to the top, um, densely planted over half of it, sponge filter on the other side. That tends to work pretty well. Depending on the mouth brooder, sometimes you might want some caves in there, little flower pots and things like that. Um, let's go to substrate spawners. So little dwarf cichlids and things like that. Same thing, maybe not as dense a plant growth, but enough that they feel comfortable. And then a whole bunch of PVC bits or flower pots or something like that for them to hide in. I always like half the tank kind of not always, but generally half the tank is going to be full of like plants or caves and stuff. And the other half kind of clear, um, But they're generally always bare-bottom tanks, unless the species needs a substrate like a geophagus or something like that, or quarries. Like, they kind of need sand. Yeah, they live in bare-bottom, but they've got this itch they can't scratch unless there's fine sand in there. So that's a real quick, a real brief, like, super brief answer to your question, because there's so many different kinds of spawning strategies that fish have. Oh, egg scatterers, it's... Um, it's really the same thing. Yeah. Half the tank choked with plants, they'll go spawn in that. You might want to put some marbles or really coarse gravel, uh, like pea gravel or something, a few layers thick over the entire bottom of the tank. So when the eggs are released, they don't get eaten. They kind of fall into that. And lowering the water level does help because then when those fish spawn, they don't have as far in the water column to drop before they get into the marbles or the gravel for safety. And so they get less of them get eaten. If it's a really tall water column and the fish spawn up high, then they'll eat a lot of them as they drop. Whereas if it's just a few inches, they'll eat a lot less of them because they're exposed for less time. So uh, hope that answered your question, Beastart. Is there another one? Mile high. $50. Thanks, Mile High Plecos. Appreciate it. Sergeant Tank says it all. Sergeant's here, huh? Where are you, Sergeant? I didn't see your comment. Is Sergeant here or, is, or are you referring to a video he made? Let me see if I can find it real quick. It'd be great to see Sergeant again. It's been a minute. Uh, well, I don't, I don't see him, but... Whatever Sergeant said, I'm sure I might agree with. (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap it up here. But before we do, make sure I didn't miss. Wait. Okay, make sure I didn't miss anyone because I still got a couple minutes. Oh, I did miss some people. Sorry. Hang on, I've I've got a couple minutes. I can burn through just a couple more. Oh, I missed a ton. It jumped on me or something. Woo! Richard Crackle, are you continuing the Santa Maria project? Yes. For now, I, I plan to continue that and these uh, red-eyed red swordtails. Fishkeeper Cole, hey, thanks for the advice. In that case, i definitely getting the sparkling Grammy for breeding. Yeah, they're an awesome little project. Sparkling garamis or croaking grammies. they're both kind of awesome little fish. Mike Sackett, hey Dan, I've had a pea puffer for a couple of weeks, almost never straightens his tail. Is that normal? You mean the tail's clamped all the time? And it's been a couple weeks? It could be normal. If the puffer feels stressed and isn't settled in completely yet, then that wouldn't surprise me. It could also be an indication that they're struggling and they're trying to keep the osmotic balance easier to maintain by clamping their fins. So there's less surface area. Um, but, you know, it does take puffers a, often a few weeks to really settle in and calm down. So yeah, sorry. It could be either one at this point. Fish lover 97. Have you heard of the darter kerosens? Yes. My favorite kerosene of all time is uh kerosidium racovi, which is a darter kerosene from Uruguay. And in my opinion, it's the prettiest one. I love them sometimes called the hummingbird tetra as well. But yeah, I love them. I just haven't found a way to get any more of them. A few years ago, I had some, but the gentleman that um, exported from Uruguay passed away and I haven't been able to get any more. I don't have another contact there right now. Um. Oh, a 37-gallon is 30 inches as well. Thanks, Rockford. Okay, now we really are out of time. I'm sorry for everyone that I missed. I'm so sorry. Um, but we're out of time, and I promised my mods that I won't keep them much more than uh, an hour, than 8.30, my time, and I want to go tuck in my kids before it gets too late. Annalee, 20 bucks for candy. Thank you, Annalee. I appreciate it, and I know candy does too. All right, let's do the last $100.00. So this is for the last $100 gift certificate to Dance Fish, courtesy of Kaler's Aquatics to celebrate Kaler's Aquatics reaching 1,000 subs, which is pretty exciting. So I'll do that. Um, I have no idea. Before I do that, I have no idea how we did for candy. Um on the other platforms, I'll have to look at that later. I, I don't want to take the time now, but I'm interested to check uh, her GoFundMe and my PayPal to see if we were able to, to raise some funds for them. I certainly hope so. Well, oh, looks like looks like a lot of people donated to the GoFundMe. Thank you to everyone that did that. I'll check PayPal another time. But here we go, the last $100 gift certificate courtesy of Killers Aquatics I got to get an actual drum roll sound at some point. And the winner is Damien Markham. Damien Markham, if you are here, you've got a minute to respond and say that you're here and we'll send that to you. Um, otherwise we'll do another drawing, but congrats Damien. Now again, email me, Dan at dancefish.com, please with your first and last name and your mailing address. And, um, just accepting the win and we'll go from there. Let's see here. I don't see Damien yet. It's been a while since we've had to redraw. I remember the first few times we we did this in a live stream, we had to draw like 3 times sometimes to get the winner. Damien, you're at 42 seconds. In a minute we redraw. Come on. Come on. Nope. He is logged in? Okay, we'll hang out. Just one second then. Give him a chance. Thanks, Killers Aquatics. If anyone knows Damien, and you've got his text, (laughs) and you've got his number, text him now, because I'm about to redraw. All right. I'm redrawing. Sorry, Damien. That's the rules. Got to stick by them or I run into, I can't manage it otherwise, right? Run into all kinds of issues. So, okay. We're going to redraw. Sorry, Damien. And the winner is Rockford Fishkeeping. Come on down, Rockford. Awesome. I think I saw Rockford just a little while ago. So pretty sure Rockford's here. Anyway, you've got a minute as well to let us know that you're here and to claim you winnings. Sorry for the dead air. I'm just reading chat here. Hoping. There he goes. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Cool. Rockford Fishkeeping is the winner of the final $100 gift certificate to dancefish.com. Thanks again, Bob Kaler. Really appreciate you setting that up. like to thank everybody who donated today to, um, to Candy, whether it was through a Super Chat Um, let's switch screens here or, uh, through her GoFundMe or send it directly to my PayPal, dan at dansfish.com. Um, I will get a hundred percent of that to candy. And if you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show her a screenshot of all of it and stuff. So, so we know it's all on the up and up. Um, or actually when I forward it to her, I think it does that anyway. However, I did it last time. There was some, uh, evidence that it got to her, And you can always check with her and ask if she got it or not, if you're worried um, about any shenanigans. I want to be upfront and transparent about all this as much as I can be. Um, Thank you to everyone that did that. Thanks to my mods. Uh, Thanks to everyone that asked a question or comment. And uh, all you lurkers, I feel you. Everyone watching the replay, totally get it. I do it all the time myself. So we'll do this again next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Candy, I wish the best for you and your family, um, especially as you, as you, you know, go through this time. I hope life gets back to normal real soon. I hope Stacey uh, completely heals and that Caleb continues to do well and you can stop worrying about that stuff. I can only imagine can only imagine what that must be like. All right. Thanks everybody. See you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.